With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome to Trickeration, a production of iHeartRadio. What is up, Trickeration Nation, and welcome to the Trickeration Podcast on iHeart. I'm your host, Matt Waxman, and this is a podcast that celebrates the great rule benders in sports. Each week, I'll be deep diving into athletes' attempts to tilt the odds, dupe the refs, and deceive their opponents in super imaginative ways. I was looking in the mirror at the hat and the glasses uh, in the training room, and then when I looked down... The stickers were there, so I just peeled them off and put them on. Yeah. For our first episode, I sat down with longtime baseball manager and master of disguise Bobby Valentine about the time he wore a fake mustache and glasses to sneak back into the Mets dugout after he was ejected. Valentine also revealed to me that he pulled off a similar stunt years ago, but he didn't get caught that time. And of course, because he's Bobby V, he mentioned that as manager of the Mets, he contemplated punching Bobby Bonilla in the face. There was a time when I was going to uh, see if he would go down with one swing, if I could knock him out, if I got the first punch in, yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Enjoy the episode. It may be hard to imagine now, but 20 years ago, the 1999 Mets were expected to win. They'd signed veterans Ricky Henderson and Robin Ventura in the offseason and traded for Armando Benitez, Roger Cedeno, and the sulking Hulk Bobby Bonilla to pair with established guys like Mike Piazza, Edgardo Alfonso, and John Ulrud. Al Leiter and Oral Hershiser anchored a balanced pitching staff. But 68 games into the season, the team was underachieving, just two games over 500 and six back in the division. The promising team was on its way to becoming, like most Mets teams, forgettable. In one unprecedented move, manager Bobby Valentine changed all that. We're in extra innings at a game at Shea versus the Blue Jays. The Mets reliever Mahomes is attempting to hold a 3-3 tie with the speedy Shannon Stewart at first. Pat Mahomes is on the mound. He had a real slow, slow leg kick. There's no doubt they're going to run on him. It was an extra innings. I remember that. And they called a pitch out. A pitch out is delivered, and Piazza lurches in front of the batter's box, grabs the ball, and fires it down to second. But it skips into the outfield, and Stewart is safe. The umpire surprises everyone by emphatically gesturing down to first base, 
signaling the batter, Craig Graybeck, is awarded the bag. Everyone is confused. Mike obviously stepped out of the box before the ball was released, and when you do that, it's called a catcher's balk, a, a play that I never saw called and uh, I read about for you know my entire life because I always read the rule book. But um, I was very confused at what was going on, to tell you the truth, because the runner was safe. I was upset that he was safe, and we called the pitch out. And uh, then I saw Mike. My, my, Mike arguing, and I had to go out to the home plate to figure out exactly what was going on. I, like I said, I was a little confused. Watching the tape, Valentine is arguing with the ump like a man who knows he's wrong. He points at Piazza's cleat marks in the batter's box and stomps and barks some more. Home plate umpire Randy Marsh tosses him. I didn't want to get thrown out of the game. Yeah. I really didn't want. Sometimes I've gone out and I didn't care, and sometimes I've gone out and I wanted to, and this one I didn't want to get thrown out of. So I've heard that when a manager gets thrown out of a baseball game, they're still managing. Zach, tell, tell me how that works yeah. in, in normally in I a normal mean, situation. Making the plays, you know, taking pitchers out. or Often guys would go up in a clubhouse and you'd have a runner. You'd be watching the game on TV, and then the runner would go out and say, hey, listen, if the count gets the one and one put the hit and run on, or if they get two guys on or a guy gets in scoring position, make sure the left-handers up, ready to come in to pitch the left-handers, fourth hitter in the lineup, or, you know, whatever the, the scenario was, often the manager would <clears throat> manage. And often I had relationships with guys when I got thrown out that they knew pretty much what I would do, and so they, they did it. This was not one of those situations. In an attempt to jolt the team from a seven-game losing streak, then-GM Steve Phillips had fired three of Valentine's trusted coaches and replaced them with guys Bobby barely knew. Is it weird to manage with coaches that aren't your guys? Yeah, it's um, it, it's not a, not a good thing. It's a lot of stress. And, uh, yeah. So you go into the clubhouse, and I assume your plan is just to do the normal thing you do when you get kicked out. When does that change? Yeah, well, Oral, who's standing right there, was up in the clubhouse along with, he said he was going to be the runner. He loved to do that. He loved to manage himself. Oral Hershazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Robin Ventura was up there because I think a pinch ran for him in the eighth inning. And uh, the two of them started kibitzing about <laughs> me getting back into the dugout because the new coaches were in the dugout and they didn't know the team. And he's, you know, we were trying to get back into a race at the time. They give you the glasses first. And I, what's, I think so, yeah, or the hat. The hat or the glasses. And what are you thinking at that point? You know, I got suspended when I was with the Rangers and thrown out of the stadium. Um, I wasn't allowed to come back the next day in the stadium. It was the Metrodome. And I wore a similar disguise and sat in left field bleachers. We flash back to 1988. Valentine, then the Rangers' first-year manager, is suspended for four games for, quote, questioning the integrity of the home plate umpire in an argument about balls and strikes. Says Valentine at the time, I'll take the four days off and hope something works out. When I was suspended, I wasn't allowed to be in the stadium for the game. And so I went and sat in the left field bleachers with similar glasses and mustache and t-shirt and i gave the signals to my coaches from uh, the bleachers even though i think we were behind about eight to nothing and after the first inning there weren't a lot of signals to give amazing so so where did you get that disguise 
across the street. You know, I just found it on the way to the ballpark. It was a kind of a pot shop back in the uh, 80s in Minnesota. And what was the disguise exactly? Well, that's all it was. It was just sunglasses. It wasn't a very good one. I put uh, white powder in my hair and I wore a hat. I had a like Led Zeppelin t-shirt or something like that and dark glasses. It, was, it couldn't have been that good because I was going up the escalator after batting practice where I had to leave the clubhouse and leave the stadium after batting practice. And as I was going up the escalator, some fan was coming down the escalator and say, hey, Bobby, how you doing? So it wasn't that good of a disguise. Do you buy a ticket? Does the team give you a ticket? I was already in the stadium. In the stadium. And I just went out to the left field bleachers, yeah. By yourself or with someone else? I don't I don't remember who I sat with during the game. And you're you're eating But the fans didn't know who I was. And you're eating cracker jacks and drinking a beer and watching a game. I wasn't really drinking a beer. I didn't think that would be ethical. But I probably ate something. Yeah. <laughs> and how do you relay the signs? Is there binoculars involved? What's the process there? No, I had my hands up and down. I think I'd stand up and I I, I forget, like I said, I don't know if I ever I ever gave a sign because I think we're behind by a lot right from the get. Side note, in the first game of the suspension, the Rangers were not behind right from the get. They lost 4-2, so some in-game signs could definitely have been passed down from the bleachers to the dugout. The following game, however, was a 14-1 Rangers route of the Twins, so maybe that's the game he's referring to. So this was something that you was in your head? Probably, yeah. Okay. So the mustache, which I have to say, it looks like a great mustache on video. It's funny, yeah, I know. It's just the it's just the um, stickers that you put underneath your eye for eye black, and they just peel them off and put one on one side and one on the other. It looked pretty good from a distance, yeah. How did it look up close? Uh, it looked okay. It looked even. I, you know, it was an evenly positioned mustache. Now, I have to say, if I looked, if I was trying to get a disguise and I saw eye black stickers, it would never occur to me to create a mustache out of that. I have to say that's a, a, a sort of beautiful genius to see wow. that. Wow. <laughs> I don't know if it's any genius. I thought it was kind of just, um, I was looking in the mirror at the hat and the glasses uh, in the training room, and then when I looked down, the stickers were there, so I just peeled them off and put them on. Yeah. You don't think beautiful genius when you see it. I don't think that's much of a genius. No. Okay. <laughs> Agree to disagree, Bobby V. When we come back, Valentine gives his play-by-play -play of what happened next and reveals just how toxic things got between him and Bobby Bonilla. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids, Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. 
Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash ConcertWeek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary, indulges your senses, and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the Natural Hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. We're in extra innings because we had a lead and, and we gave it up. And so the guys have started having that, um, you know, deer in the headlight type of uh, stare. Yeah. And... Uh, so, so you, this was to cause some a little to relax people. When I first got down there, which isn't on the which isn't on the uh, video, mm-hmm. I like yelled down to guys to, uh, you know, I I would always kid with them in tense situations uh, with a real loud relax, which was kind of like. That's what people would do sometimes in a tense situation, <laughs> yell at the kid to relax. So I would do that, and, and uh, the guys who were around me got it. And so when I got down there, I yelled, relax. And when they looked down and saw me, everyone started smiling. Gotcha. And I think that was, you saw Bobby Bonilla bouncing a little when he came by there. You had had some issues with Bonilla around this time. Do you was remember? it right around that time? Yes. Um, what was the issues with him? Oh, I don't know. He wasn't a very good player, and uh, he still thought he was. And uh, Yeah, there was a time when I was going to uh, see if he would go down with one with one swing, and uh, my coaches didn't think he would. So what does that mean, go down with one you swing? You know, like, yeah, if I could knock him out, if I got the first punch in, yeah. What do you... it, it wouldn't have been a good thing. It was... It was Tense for a while. It was that but tense. Think, but you thought you tense. might fight Bobby Bonilla. Yeah. You guys were, were at each other, and you were like, I'm going to try and punch you at this. I might have to. I just thought I might have to. Because if, he came, if he came at me. It was that tense between you two. I think so, two. yeah. And what would have and, happened if you take a swing at Bobby Bonilla, who obviously is giant athlete? Yeah, he would have to go and, down with the first swing. <laughs> otherwise, I'd be destroyed. Back to the game. Bottom of the 13th, the iconic moment. The disguised manager is in the shadows of the dugout, arms crossed. Bonilla walks past him without taking a second look and flips his hat on backwards, Ken Griffey style. Hershiser sits on a bench in front of Valentine, his legs splayed in an awkward attempt to hide him from detection. What's the reaction of the guys who don't know that this is happening? Oh, everyone smiled. You know, I mean, there's a... I'm sure the camera was focused on me because the guys in the dugout, and I think someone on deck, it might have been Olerud or Alfonso, kind of looked in there. 
there was there was a turning of the heads that probably someone noticed in the camera booth or in the in the truck and said, "Hey, what's everyone looking at?" So the game ends. When do you hear that there's an issue? Oh, the next day. Yeah, I think the next day might have been an off day, which caused a lot of uh, dead time, you know, filling the newspaper. And one particular guy thought it was, uh, you know, disrespectful to the game, and I should be thrown out forever. And and he that was his thinking anyway before this happened that I should be out of the game. Who, who was that who said that? Uh, that Murray Chass guy. Oh, from yeah. the was New York Times or yeah. one of the New York papers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he writes does he writes a story about it. I think so. Yeah. Looking back at Chass's columns from that week, they're not overly critical. He calls Valentine the Mets version of Inspector Clouseau and says his job could be in trouble. He quotes Katie Feeney, the league's senior VP as saying that managers have been reprimanded in the past for hanging out in the tunnel leading to the dugout, but, quote, I don't remember anybody being fully back in the dugout, nor do I remember anyone in disguise. Yeah, there was a three-day suspension and $10,000, and then I appealed it to try to keep it out of the present day because we w- I wanted to keep the winning streak going because the main thing that I was concerned with was, A, getting fired, and be quitting because a few days prior to that at Yankee Stadium when my coaches got fired, I actually said that I would quit if we didn't go 40 and 15. So I was trying to get 40 wins in the next 55 games. And that was what was paramount to me. The Mets went exactly 40 and 15 over those 55 games, including a 4-3 win over the Blue Jays on this night. The ship was righted, and Valentine did lead the team to the postseason, where they eventually lost to the Braves in the NLDS. What did you think, in retrospect, about the decision to do it? I don't know. At the time, I think I was, I must have been really nervous about, uh, you know, getting thrown off the team. Yeah, I thought that that could have been the, the reason for me to get fired. Now, there's normally these stories just end here, but there's a great epitaph to this story in which um, another player, uh, one of the greats, Ichiro retires, and he has a quote, and he says, uh, you know, Ichiro's transitioning from being a player midseason to being in the front office. Right. And they ask him, they say, you know, how's that transition going to be, not being able to be in the dugout? Right. And he says... Maybe one day I'll put on right. sunglasses and a mustache, just like Bobby Valentine, right. and, and, he, he, and I'll sneak he in. He called me, asked me where I got my disguise. When does he call you? Oh, before he did that. Yeah. He calls you on the phone. You get each on the phone. Do you guys have a relationship? Oh, yeah. Forever. And his interpreter. He's not interpreter. Or he's the friend. Yeah. Friend. He said, hey, Ichiro's thinking about putting on the disguise. He wants to know where you got it. Yeah. And, yeah. and what do you tell him? Well, I told him what it was, and he said, oh. And I don't, I think he wore a mustache. I think he bought a mustache. He wore a full mustache. Yeah. Um, And and when you see Ichiro do this, I I imagine that's sort of an honor or fun or what? Yeah, sure. It's an honor. It's uh, keep the ball rolling type of thing, yeah. I don't know if you're someone who's interested in causing a giant internet wave, but can I suggest for Halloween next year, Wearing the Bobby V Mets disguise. Wow. You know, a lot of kids do that. 
I've, I've gotten hundreds of photographs of kids who have worn that as their disguise, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it next year. Many thanks to Bobby V for his candidness about this delicious bit of trickeration. We've got some more absolutely insane episodes coming up, including a story about a man who was banned from a baseball stadium, so he erected a crane outside to watch the games. Professional dart players using farts to distract their opponents. And a rugby player who used warm lager to pass a drug test. We'll talk to you next week. Trickeration is a production of iHeartRadio. The executive producers are Matt Waxman and Sean Titone. Kurt Guerin is the producer. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.